Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July holiday yesterday and got an opportunity to enjoy some fireworks and hopefully some time off and maybe for some of you a long weekend. But regardless, glad to be back with you. We'll be here Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Little NBA Summer League. Jalen Hood, Shafino off to a good start for the Lakers. We'll talk about that. And Trace Jackson Davis, his debut. I turned it on the other night hoping to see TJD. I'd been off of social media, and the Internet did not see he was injured, and a minor injury delaying his NBA summer start, at least. And so we'll update you on both of those guys coming up here in just a few moments. And, of course, you know July, while it might be a quiet month as far as college basketball goes, and really overall in the sports world, pretty much a downtime for the most part right now. But I love the recruiting stuff. I love the grassroots circuit. Love talking about it. Love keeping up with it the best we can. The IU coaches will be hitting the road very soon. The evaluation period for coaches, the first of three this month, it begins tomorrow. So we'll find out exactly where Coach Woodson and the staff will be and maybe who they're targeting most, who they want to impress most, having a number of coaches at their games, maybe all of their games here over this period. So that stuff begins tomorrow. But the Peach Jam... It's been rolling now for a few days. It began on Monday of this week. They played right through the holiday yesterday. And uh, the other summer events and tournaments, the Adidas event getting ready to tip off today as well. Just a, a busy time for that stuff. And it's good because while it's slow for everything else, Indiana really involved with a lot of guys, both in-state, out-of-state. Really an interesting time with some momentum here for Indiana based on other recruits, based on the transfer portal, based on Jalen hood Chafino and Trace Jackson Davis getting drafted. Mike Woodson just seems to be the man right now. He really does. And so we'll see if that continues over to the month of July and if Indiana is able to parlay some of the recruiting opportunities and campus visits into potentially some additional commits here in the offseason. So this month, buckle up, we'll talk a lot about what's going on out there in the world of grassroots basketball, especially when it comes to kids from Indiana, players from Indiana, I should say, and, of course, guys that Indiana is out there recruiting as well. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, news, notes, headlines coming out of the long holiday weekend 
We'll discuss all of that and more coming up here in segment number one. And then later today in segment two, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star is with us. Dustin is great on all things IU basketball, recruiting, and more. So we'll cover a lot of ground with him today. And then later in the show, local sports, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. I tell you what, from a local perspective, pretty slow as well. All the summer league basketball is over with. High school sports, a wrap as of the baseball state championship for Silver Creek a few weeks ago. And now we're looking forward to the return of school later this month. Um, Maybe some people are looking forward to it. I'm sure most students and athletes are not. But also high school football. It begins next. It's next up on the high school calendar. It helps kick off the season, the school year, every year. And a lot of high school football teams locally were really beginning to get into their off-season work. And some scrimmage games scheduled for this month before the official scrimmages take place in August. And before you know it, we'll be into the middle of the high school football season. So we'll slowly this month get into some high school football. I know in the area... We talk about this a lot. Not a tremendous area recently for high school football. We haven't had the state championships, the deep state tournament runs. We've had a handful of big-time players that have either been from here or played a year or two of high school football in the area. But uh, we'll see what this season brings. I'm really kind of unknown somewhat on who's back from last year and what the area could look like. But we'll slowly get into some of that this month in some of this downtime for high school sports. But Josh Cook with us. We'll talk local sports, uh, Little League baseball and softball, kind of front and center right now. A lot of the District 5 championship games have been played or will be played later this week. And Jeffersonville hosting the 12-year-old state tournament, which is that main division of Little League Baseball that ultimately the winner goes on to the Great Lakes and the winner of that goes on to the Little League World Series to represent not only the state but the Great Lakes region as well. So that's coming up here in just a few weeks also. That's the lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. The slower times of the year, uh, great for you, the listener, to help direct the way this program goes. Who do you want to hear from? What are the questions you have to ask? What are the topics you'd like to bring up? You can sound off on anything with IU basketball, recruiting high school sports, high school football. You got a prediction. You want to tell me who you think is going to be the front runner in the area next year. Love to hear from you today and every day on the Thornton's text line, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction? If so, right now, all Thornton's 32-ounce drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and catch up with us on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's get into the uh, headlines for today. First and foremost, Jalen hood Shafino playing in the California Classic, which is a really short, quick start to the NBA Summer League. The main deal is in Vegas. It's now underway as well, but some of the teams gather at Golden State for some early games. The Lakers, one of those teams, and in Hood Chifino's first game on Monday afternoon, Monday evening, 
He had 15 points for the Lakers in a 107-90 loss to the Miami Heat. He was 6 of 19 from the field, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers, and a steal. So a decent game, especially in the scoring column for Jalen hood Shafino. Now the Lakers will be in action tonight against the San Antonio Spurs, an 8 p.m. game. You can watch that on ESPN. That is the Lakers' second game of the California Classic start to the Summer League. And for the Spurs, of course, Romeo Lankford, an unrestricted free agent, haven't seen anything out there, any buzz, any rumors about where, if he may land in the NBA. So, of course, I know a lot of people hoping maybe Romeo would play some summer league basketball this year, but he has been as waived as an unrestricted free agent, and we'll see what his NBA future is like. Also, Trace Jackson Davis, I mentioned this earlier, but he is battling a right hamstring injury, which is going to delay uh, his start in summer league basketball for the Golden State Warriors. They, too, are supposed to play in the California Classic. I've said it was at Golden State. It's in the Golden State. It's actually at Sacramento, the home of the Kings. But uh, he, uh, it was announced right after their game begin, uh, began earlier in the week that uh, TJD's absence was due to a right hamstring injury. So that's the latest we know. We don't know the severity of it, but he is not going to play at this time uh, for, it looks like, obviously the first game, which is already in the books, and for their second game against Sacramento either. So it looks like if Trace Jackson Davis, he should make an NBA Summer League debut sometime very soon in Las Vegas. So Uh, I think Golden State begins in a couple days in Las Vegas, and we'll see at some point over the four games that Golden State has scheduled as part of the regular play there if uh, Jackson Davis makes his debut for the Warriors. So hopefully he can get healthy and uh, earn a spot and earn a role. It looks like he's got a spot already, but earn a role on this Golden State team. Recruiting, I mentioned that uh, tomorrow's the big day. That's when Division I coaches can hit the road. They'll be out Thursday through Sunday in the first of three evaluation periods. But I tell you what, as I have kept up with some of the highlights, specifically from the Nike Peach Jam down in North Augusta, South Carolina, a lot of NBA scouts are out. They're not under the same rules, obviously, as college coaches. And with how things are trending and where things could be, maybe will high school players soon be able to go back to the NBA uh, directly from high school? More and more NBA scouts on a more regular basis, it seems, uh, watching these high school prospects and getting to know the best high school prospects in the country. So the Peach Jam already underway. The Adidas uh, finale of their tour, their circuit, it begins today. College coaches will be out as well tomorrow. Two of the big names will be tracking this month, Trent Sicily from Southern Indiana at Heritage Hills, Jalen Harrelson from up at Fishers, who I think Fishers is going to be the front runner for a 4A state championship in high school basketball this season. I saw some of the new rankings that came out in advance of this first July evaluation period. Harrelson from Fisher, he is number nine in the country, according to the On3 industry rankings, which averages out On3, 247 Sports, Rivals, and ESPN to 
form basically a consensus ranking of it's what I look at it when it comes to rankings of high school prospects. He's the number four shooting guard in the country and the number one player in the state of Indiana. He is a five-star prospect as well. Plays a point guard for Fishers and for his Indy Heat team playing in the EYBL down at the Nike Peach Jam right now. Sicily, number 47 in the country according to the On3 industry rankings. Six foot seven, he's ranked as the number seven power forward and the number three overall player in the state and uh, of course ahead of him is uh, Lalamere uh, player Jerry Easter who is actually from Ohio but Sisley a four-star ranking and uh, we'll see where he plays what position he plays in college that is up for debate right now but uh, plays everything for his Heritage Hills team in southwestern Indiana and of course both he and Harrelson they're playing up like a lot of the top prospects are in the main division, the 17 and under division of the Nike EYBL circuit this spring and summer. And so uh, we'll see how those guys fare down in North Augusta with the college coaches in route as evaluation opportunities begin tomorrow. And I know that Indiana is going to be at a ton of games. They're going to show a lot of guys love. I'm sure that a lot of coaches will be at multiple uh, prospects games down at the Peach Jam. But i got to believe Indiana will go deep for Harrelson and Sicily here coming up in this first evaluation period. Also, IU football, I'm not going to go through all of them, but they've had a number of commitments over the last week or two. A uh, commitment from uh, Hubert Callisti, who is a tight end from, I believe, from New Orleans, and then linebacker Quentin Clark. He is from uh, Dublin, Georgia, both 2024 commits, and there have been some others as well. So Tom Allen and the football staff, they are in the middle of a big recruiting opportunity for them as well. And also a baseball note, saw that Brett Denby of Georgia is announced on Twitter, on social media over the weekend that he will not be attending Georgia. He had been committed there for a number of seasons. They had a coaching change in the offseason. He has reopened his recruitment, and I've heard there's already some other Division I programs that have shown a lot of interest and offered him scholarship opportunities. So it will be really interesting to see where Denby heads to play college baseball next season. Nowadays, with the transfer portal and coaches changes and new rules, it's not uncommon to see guys when a coach changes or shortly after that uh, decision is made to reopen their recruitment. And that is where Denby is at uh, here after his senior year. Kind of interesting. These guys commit, especially in baseball, so early. They find a place they like at an early age. There's a lot of interest. That's wonderful stuff. But that's a lot of time from early in your high school career to after your senior year for a coach to be there, for a coach to make it, for things to not change. And so for someone like Denby and his family, they may have thought years ago they had this figured out. His college decision was set. He was all set on being a Bulldog at Georgia. And then all of a sudden a coaching change, he reopens his recruitment. And after graduation, when you think you're getting ready to go to college, you end up uh, looking for your new home. So Denby will have plenty of options. He had a great finish to the season uh, for Jeffersonville and will be interesting to see where he lands next year. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Hood Jafino in the NBA Summer League and the start of the recruiting period as well for the college coaches who will be out Wednesday through Sunday. Stay with us for that. Also, Josh Cook 
sports editor of the News and Tribune, coming up in just a bit. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back. Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star going to join us here in just a moment. Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin, NBA Summer League, if you're a basketball nut like myself and so many listeners here in southern Indiana, it's about all we've got right now. I guess the recruiting stuff, the peach jam, if you're a diehard on those topics. We'll cover both today with Dustin, but Trace Jackson Davis, a little right hamstring injury. Sounds like it's nothing too serious and that he still could make his summer league debut sometime in the next few days out in Las Vegas, but uh, he's not ready to go right now for the Warriors uh, as uh, a guy coming in with, I think, a lot of promise to be on their roster and maybe play a role. Yeah, no, it seems like it's a bit of a tweak. Obviously, it's July, so you have a whole lot of time uh, for him to, you know, get right for camp and everything else as far as that's concerned, concerned as far as finding himself as a rotation spot. But it's obviously good around this time to get some stuff on film um, to, you know, to sort of cement your place, sort of, sort of you know, remind uh, your, your talent evaluators, your general manager, your, you know, president, your coach and everything, why you were picked. So you get to show off a little bit uh, in Vegas, and so it'll be a, a bit of a bummer if he doesn't get uh, – to play, it does seem like, uh, based on what I read, that it's, it's a minor thing. So hopefully, a couple days uh, is enough to get him back right. I'm going down to Vegas uh, on Friday, and they play uh, the Lakers on Friday night. So I was really hoping, uh, for my selfish purposes, as far as just writing about him, uh, that uh, he'd be good to go on Friday night when they play against the Lakers and Jalen Hutchinson. Dustin, uh, have you been to Vegas before? I've. It's one of the basketball things I've never been to. Uh, it's got to be a lot of fun. It's wall-to-wall games, great talent, and there's a lot of basketball stuff going on in Vegas beside the actual NBA Summer League. I understand there's European scouts, there are other leagues, there are other workouts for guys that are looking for an opportunity. What's that scene like? I'm envious that you get a chance to go to Vegas and uh, go there during such a good basketball time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've only been there once before, uh, and it was I wasn't really – Sort of working on a, I was working on a full-time basis, but I wasn't. Uh, I was covering IU. This is when they, we were at the Athletic, and we used to do these kind of conferences where they brought, um, you know, the basketball, all the basketball, you know, sort of groups together, the NBA and the college. And so I was trying to come up with some kind of stories on some IU and Purdue guys, and there weren't too many out there. Uh, and I was only really there for I think two days, and like half of that was in conferences and seminars and that kind of thing. So I didn't really. Uh, get to immerse myself as much as I would have liked to, but I did get to, to go down there uh, for a day. And, and I always like the scene um, wh- when it feels like summer run pickup. You know, it, 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 it's something, there's something really organic about that. Uh, and you're in there, and, you know, like there's two arenas that they play in. There's the Cox Pavilion, uh, and there's the Thomas & Mack Center. And obviously the Thomas & Mack Center has the feel of the NBA arena, but the Cox Pavilion feels more like a high, a high school gym. And you're seeing these guys that were just, just drafted, and they're there. 
and you're seeing all these established NBA players walking around because they like to, one, spend time in Vegas because it's Vegas, but also see some of their new teammates kind of cheer them on and just, you know, bounce around, be around some other NBA folks and get the lay of the land. So it really, it feels like an AAU tournament or a summer league, you know, kind of high school tournament or something like that. It's got that feel to it, except uh, with recently drafted players, including, you know, top 10 lottery pick guys that are going to be all-stars and some other guys that are playing in their second year. Uh, obviously, in, Indiana, in the Pacers' case, Benedict Matherman's going to play. Uh, so I always just like that scene. And like you said, obviously, it's after you get a bit of a break Certainly, just a couple weeks from the finals, but you know, for a lot of these guys uh, that are recent draft picks, you know, they haven't uh, you know played in games that counted since you know the end of March, beginning of April. Uh, so that that whole scene is kind of fun. I enjoyed it last time, and I'm looking forward to it this time to have more of a sense, uh, you know, more things to chase. Obviously, have a direct team to cover. You know, certainly be following the Pacers in a couple of their games, and also just tracking down uh, some IU and even some Purdue guys. I'm going to see if I can find Trevion Williams this week as well. Uh, and, you know, just get to be in the building when Victor Wembanyama plays, hopefully. I think he's uh, due right before uh, Jalen and Trace on Friday night. I think they're playing the Hornets. Uh, so that's going to be cool as well to kind of get an up-close look at, uh, at Victor Wembanyama and what he's looking like. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. It, it, it's obviously a casual deal. You know, certainly, you know, uh, winning the NBA Summer League Championship is, is – not something you hang a banner for, um, but it's still you know it's still fun games. It's still a fun event, uh, and you know it's just it's just different. I just I, I like that summer league scene. It's not the same as the games that count, but it, 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 there's something cool and in sort of its own way romantic in the way it, it, it connects back to you know high school summer league runs uh, in between seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Always fun this time of year. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, my guest. Dustin, uh, let's stay with the NBA as we kind of head to the Peach Jam and the recruiting period for coaches that opens up tomorrow. I saw an announcement that NBA TV on their app is going to stream a number of the Nike EYBL games from the Peach Jam. And then I know that NBA scouts have been out uh, really all week at the Peach Jam because they aren't under the same rules as a Division One college coach. Is, is it just me, or does the NBA seem, whether it's scouting for the future or uh, deals promoting youth basketball, high school basketball, tying in with some of the elite players in the country with G League Ignite and some of the other programs they offer, is it just me, or are they making a push to get more active and more involved with some of the best basketball players, even at a young age? Well, yeah, I mean, they have to. I mean, obviously, and, and this was certainly happening before the one-and-done rule, but, I mean, it, you know, I, I think up until this year, uh, when, when Benyama went number one, I mean, you, you were talking about uh, how many years in a row that it was a college freshman. So it's like the, uh, you know, it makes sense to have a better, you know, uh, like, you want to have a couple years of film and, and scouting on these guys to get a better sense of what they're dealing with rather than just have 30-some games in, in college. I mean, you know, these guys, you know, a lot of guys that are going to be playing in Peach Jam are not far away from being drafted. You know, it's just, just legitimately, you know, a couple years out. I mean, you think about how uh, ahead of the game college coaches scout, you know, they obviously start looking, you know, going to the Peach Jam, and, or not only the Peach Jam, but just any of these, uh, you know, summer travel grassroots events. That you know, and they're they're not just looking at, at rising seniors; they're looking at rising sophomores. I mean, guys that just finished their ninth grade year uh, at these events, and they're looking before that. So that's talking about three years out before they can get them in the program. Uh, in the NBA, I mean, looking at a at a rising junior is talking about someone who's got two seasons. Uh, a rising senior, somebody who's got two seasons before uh, they're up for you know the NBA draft, and as you know, so they absolutely have to be on their guard and have a sense of what they're looking for. I mean, I know we're talking to. 
Um, the Pacers about the guys that they drafted. You know, they were they were looking at Ben Shepard a couple years ago, obviously when he was a junior at Belmont. Um, but you know, you have to have an idea of who Jarris Walker is uh, coming into college. You, you know, you certainly have to get a sense of what a player at that level at IMG is all about, because those are the type of guys that you're going to end up making decisions on. You're saying this, this deal with a you know Jalen Hutchinson. You, you got to know who's playing at Montverde Academy because there's a real possibility that in a year that's who you're going to be looking at. I mean, I mean how many guys from Montverde? Uh, you know, on Hochefino's teams were taken in this draft. Certainly Derek Whitehead, and, and that's just off the top of my head. Um, you know, I, I, he played with James Dalen Duren before him. You know, he got drafted last year. So you, you really have to be, uh, especially when it comes to these sort of superpower national programs. Uh, got to have a real sense of who's coming through that because, you know, those guys, there's a very real possibility that they're going to be an NBA, they're going to be an, the NBA ready uh, a year before they show up. And, and, and you should know what they are and who they're all about in different roles, you know, not just whatever role they're given uh, as a college player at one school. You want to see what they're like on different teams, and that certainly gives you the opportunity to do that. So they're certainly keeping their eyes open on that, you know, connecting more to that. Obviously, the fact that, you know, you have these partners with the shoe companies, uh, you know, it sort of allows for this. Certainly, you have to imagine that Nike is certainly pleased to have the NBA more involved uh, with any EYBL events to sort of add credibility to all that. Um, and it's becoming, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. It, it's uh, it, it's connecting all the way back uh, at this point, and it's you know it, it's you know basketball. I think in America is uh, you know one of the we have one of the best training programs for for as much as everybody else is, is being opened up to this. Uh, you know we obviously have this infrastructure to you know allow the best players to play against each other, put be around each other, have a sense um, of of who's good, and, and these guys know by the time they're sophomores or freshmen who the other best players in their classes is, they get connected, they have a better sense of who they have to be. Um, so it's become really integrated in terms of, you know, the, the best players being around each other, being judged against each other, uh, have an opportunity to make their names and show off things to NBA scouts and uh, general managers and all that, uh, you know, long before they ever get to college. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, Mike Woodson, the staff, they'll hit the road tomorrow for the first of three evaluation periods in the month of July. Have you ever been to the Peach Jam? I asked for your thoughts on Vegas and the Summer League, but it's another basketball uh, opportunity in the summer that I'm jealous I've never been. It's wall-to-wall talent. All the big-name college coaches and their staffs will be there. And the Peach Jam uh, collectively is some of the best players in the country that will go on to be stars of college basketball and likely ultimately the NBA down the line. It's another first-class summer event for basketball here during an otherwise slow sports time. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I've never been to Peace Jam. I think the uh, the only time I traveled outside of, I guess, the, I, I, I've been to, you know, as far as summer grassroots stuff, I went to LeBron Camp in Akron um, back in, I want to say, 2010. Uh, and it was actually right before the decision. And so what was wild was uh, Anthony Davis was at that camp. Uh, Indiana had some interest in him at that point. I remember it was, I remember Anthony Davis, I remember Brandon Dawson, and I think I remember Gary Harris were three guys that were at least, uh, you know, sort of tangential IU targets at that point. There at least some interest, you know, certainly with Gary being from Hamilton Southeastern, you know, Brandon Dawson being from up Gary Way, and obviously uh, Anthony Davis being from Chicago, you know, they were all relatively close, and, and so Indiana was at least showing interest, even though they obviously ended up losing uh, on all three of those. Uh, but, you know, it, it was worth going to check all those three out at that camp. But I remember... Uh, LeBron working out the day before. So that, that was one, and I also was at Dallas uh, at a three-stripes uh, tournament back in 2019. So those are the ones out of state. 
I think that I've been to. And, and I think there was a couple in Kentucky as well, the ones that they used to have. I don't know if they still have some stuff for the Exposition Center in the first week of July, um, but I remember going to a few of those. So those are kind of my out-of-states other than all of the uh, Indiana AAU events and Fort Wayne Run and Slam and, and, you know, Adidas Invitational way back when. And all of those, I mean, all of those events, I mean, I, I imagine Peach Jam is probably similar. I think that the one difference is they have kind of center court, uh, you know, with balconies and stuff like that, where not all of these events, I mean, certainly a lot of these other um uh, events are set up very similar to ones that you see in the ones that you see in Westfield, where they're just like basically big basketball warehouses, and there's you know ten or twelve courts going at all points in time. And there's not necessarily one that's the central focus. Um, you know, it's, uh, I guess in a way, it's more like what North Central used to be uh, when they had the Adidas Invitational there, and they had the biggest the big games uh, at the actual on the actual high school you know you know gameplay court. Uh, but so that's kind of cool. But no, all of these are always fun. I mean, it, it's it's. A, a blast to see, you know, college coaches milling about. Uh, you know, they're just they just look over at stands, and you know, there's Coach K and there's Jim Beheim, and they're just sitting there, you know, in polo shirts and shorts, just you know, talking about players they're seeing in front of them or whatever else is going on. Uh, it's it's always just a fascinating event the way that some of these these things are put together, and you just uh, see people sort of in a, in a more natural element, but they're not as removed. They're they're sitting in the stands like uh, everybody else, you know, watching these kids, and they're all trying to get these you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old guys and evaluate them and then try to recruit them to get them to play for them. And, and you, you have all these guys coming to these high schools or these, uh, you know, field house type places uh, and, you know, trying to build their programs. And that's the, the important blocking and tackling work that's necessary to, to win a lot of games, to go to these things, spend your time there and make sure you're seen and make sure you see these guys to know who you have to have, what your next building block has to be, uh, you know, for your next great teams. All right, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, my guest. Indiana on the recruiting trail. There are so many guys they're involved with and after, it's hard to keep up. But I tell you what, it's a little refreshing to know that high school basketball and the grassroots scene still matters. We get so wrapped up in the transfer portal that uh, this used to be the big deal, the July recruiting period. There was no June period when coaches could see high school teams play. There was no transfer portal. This is where you found out maybe not about your team for next year, but for future seasons. So it's good to know that coaches are still out there, that high school prospects, at least the elite level, they still have an opportunity to get scholarship offers to uh, play in college. But boy, as you think back about the whole recruiting game, it has sure changed in recent years. No, absolutely, and, and it's, it's kind of a shame, and, and, and hoping, you know, obviously the portal is still going to make a difference, but hopefully, uh, you know, in a couple of years when we get all the way through, uh, you know, the COVID players, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that sort of opens things up a little bit more and, and, and high school gets, gets more of a focus because you're not going to have these guys with, you know, five, six years of eligibility, uh, you know, sort of taking up scholarships. Not that that hasn't been fun to watch those guys, and also not that that wasn't totally justified considering what was taken away from, from them. But there was, you know, it's like everything else with COVID. There's just such a domino effect, uh, you know, when you're sort of trying to make up for opportunities lost by one group of people, you end up uh, kind of costing, you know, uh, other, other groups of people opportunities. And so, you know, hopefully we're close to kind of getting through the glut of all that and, and, and things being more even uh, relatively soon. Um, so, but it, it obviously it's still really important. I mean, the, the new guys who come up, uh, they're still, you know, they're, they're still super talented players. And, you know, you absolutely, someone's got to get those guys because a lot of them are going to be NBA draft picks in a year, um, especially the top level guys. But, 
you know, they still have to be foundational parts of your program. It certainly helps to have transfers. You know, they make a difference, and, and, and I think you're seeing that it is a more seamless transition, especially when you're not making them sit out a year, uh, especially some of these high-level guys that are of high-level basketball intellect. They're able to transition in, uh, you know, relatively quickly, and, and, and especially the, the game being as year-round as it is now, and, and, you know, there's so much you can do on campus, and you have additional hours and all that. Uh, it's easier to work in these transfers uh, these days that, you know, just with the amount of time you're allowed to spend with them. Um, you're, you're not sort of forcing them to learn as much on the fly. You get more time uh, to involve them and immerse them in the culture and whatnot and, and, and to do what you need to do. But four-year four year players are still a lifeblood, you know, for programs. They still are, are the backbone of foundation. If you can get them to come in as freshmen, keep them happy for four years and they stick around, uh, those teams end up being the best. You know, when, when you are can really build around those guys, um, you know, and, and you know, those, those are your foundational pieces. You can get transfers around them. You can get one and done freshmen. Uh, but if you can get a guy who can really, you know, a few guys that can really start for, for, for you for four years, that's what you need. Uh, you're you're going to need players like that um, to get through. So, I mean, I think coaches still realize you got to go see these high school kids. And for that matter, you got to go see them just in case they are opening the portal later. Uh, you know, that's how you end up getting a lot of these guys in the portal in the first place is you have a pre-existing relationship. Uh, you might swing and miss the first time around, but, you you know, you keep an eye on them, see if they're getting the opportunity they thought they would get. And if they don't, say, hey, you know, uh, you, you can get an opportunity here. If you are not, you didn't get the playing time you wanted there, you decided to leave and out of the portal, we liked you the first time, we like you again, you remember us, we have a good relationship with you, and, uh, you know, we can pursue this. I and mean, I think in a, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, uh, not – all of them with Indiana, but I think I think certainly a few um, are guys that had been at least recruited, even if it wasn't by Michael Woodson, it was by Archie Miller, uh, and they had some sense of what IU was, um, and you know looked at it and took another look at it, you know, with with a new coach or with, with their situation having changed, and you know then you have an opportunity, uh, or it was assistant coaches that were recruiting them before uh, that they had uh, previous relationships with, and, and and that helped out. You know, Xavier Johnson I think was one uh, where I know Kenya Hunter recruited him. Uh, closely, I think when I, I can't remember who was Kenya was at, U, I think it was Kenya was at Nebraska, um, and you know they recruited him pretty pretty strongly. And so when Kenya went to Indiana, uh, they were like, "Hey, we like this idea." And so uh, that those relationships help. You you got to start them in the grassroots level, in the high school level. You create those then, and then you can look at the portal later. I and mean, you're always going to need to do the high school recruiting. It's different now. It's changed. It, it's altered. Uh, and it's not all of your foundational your foundation of bringing in players, and, and you can fit in a lot of holes uh, by taking juniors and seniors that are leaving, but uh, you still have to do the work uh, when it comes to high school recruiting to get the guys you need. Dustin Novirak of the Indianapolis Star. Dustin, enjoy your trip to Vegas. We'll catch up with you and learn more about the environment there and hope you get a chance to see the Pacers and TJD, the Lakers and Hood Chifino and everybody you want to see. We'll talk with you then. Absolutely. Sounds great. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Dustin Dopirak always with us on Wednesdays to talk IU basketball and more. We'll head to a commercial break. Local sports is next with Kyle Nedenrip, excuse me, with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. We'll talk what's going on. It's not a ton right now. Good for Josh. Maybe he gets a little summer vacation, but the latest on the local sports scene coming up next. Stay with us for a chat with Josh Cook here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. couple notes here before we get to Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Uh, just saw a tweet about Trace Jackson Davis from a report that uh, he could play tonight in the final game for the Warriors against the Hornets in the California Classic, but it is unlikely. He most likely will begin play later this week at some point in Vegas when Golden State goes from the California start of Summer League to Las Vegas for the full Summer League. So we'll see how that plays out. Also, uh, a tweet that Indiana women's basketball has sold out of reserve seats in the first 30 rolls of the main levels. Wow, that's season tickets. Uh, that is amazing and great for Terry Morin and the Indiana women's program as they continue to pick up a lot of momentum here in the offseason, not just with recruits and the transfer portal, and they should be solid again next year, but, man, the fans in this state really getting behind the women's program after some of their recent, recent successes, and uh, that is really cool to see. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, with me right now to wrap up our Wednesday program. Josh, I hope you're getting a little bit of a vacation right now because things in sports, even local sports, are much slower here in the month of July than normal. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll take it. That's for sure. It's, uh, it's nice to to have a little a little downtime. We'll, we'll say, and uh, you know, just kind of relaxed and and uh, take a breath. It's hard to it's hard to breathe in between uh, you know August and uh, June most uh, most of the time. So it's nice to to kick back and relax a little bit. So yeah, it's it's definitely, but it'll it'll be, it'll be busy here in a couple weeks once uh, fall sports get rolling. It won't be long. I know that. The dead period, uh, it's not over, it's over soon, and then we'll get going into fall sports. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. I think we have to think ahead to high school football as we've got a little lull in local sports action, and I know that you're beginning to work on preseason stuff and think about who's back and what teams could look like locally next year. Got a thumbnail sketch of Southern Indiana football in Clark and Floyd counties you want to share with us today? Yeah, it's it's um, it should be an interesting season. I think you know, uh, Providence and Charlestown will probably be the the two of the two of the best teams again. Uh, they were last year. You know, Providence has got. Uh, I only I think they lost maybe uh, three or four three or four players off last year's team. So they should be uh, they returned pretty much every skill position player that they had. So they should be stacked. Uh, in that regard, and you know, I, I think they should be they should be looking for a big season there. You know, they made it to the to the what, the regional last year and lost the the eventual state champion. I think so. You know, I expect big things out uh, of Daniel McDonald's team at Providence, and then uh, Charlestown. You know, uh, Hawkins team is always going to be tough. You know, Clay McClellan's back at quarterback, and then they've got uh, you know some other guys back. The, obviously, they're. They're going to miss their wide receivers. I think they lost, uh, you know, obviously they lose Jake Otters back and Xander Morris, uh, their big wide receivers. And then, you know, they lose some, lose some key linemen uh, like Malachi Rios. So 
you know, they, they've got some guys to replace. So, you know, I don't really know who Clay's going to throw the ball to yet. So maybe he might be running a little bit more, but, you know, it's, uh, it's nothing new for him. You know, he's, he's, uh, run for, run for close to a thousand yards, if not a thousand yards the last couple of years. So, you know, uh, I expect to see more of that again, uh, maybe even more of that this year without, without some, uh, those receivers that he lost. So I expect those two teams to be really good and, you know, the other teams to be improved, uh, you know, Floyd Central, I think, should be improved, and Jeff and New Albany. So, you know, looking looking for for some uh, some some big some big seasons out of those guys. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, and of course, this month, July, big for high school coaches on the football side. They've got uh, some scrimmages set up and a lot of teams with workouts and practices. So I'm sure that even coaches right now, at least of certain schools, may be unsure what they could be or what they could have until they get a little closer to the start of the return of the school year and course the actual regular season the official scrimmages and then of course week one high school football josh another thing going on locally is the district five little league tournaments for baseball and softball this year the new albany little league fields at kevin hammersmith memorial park they are hosting the district five tournaments and some of the different divisions are already over others will finish up later this week but uh, a lot of locals as you would expect uh, getting an opportunity to move on to state tournaments i think uh, the floyd's knob softball group they always have so many winners locally and get to go on and play for state championships often winning state championships they've had another really good summer and it looks like hyr on the boys side they're going to be the top 12 year old team heading into the state tournament as well or at least one of them here in the area yeah on the on the uh, softball side, Floyd Knobs won the major uh, softball, so they're on to the state tournament in Newcastle, which starts on the, the 14th. And then uh, I think the, the minor softball is scheduled to be decided uh, either Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. Most of the rest of the district tournament finals are scheduled for Thursday or Friday. So those will be wrapped up by then. But then we've also got uh, HYR 5070, I know, is supposed to play in the state tournament. They won the they won the state and the, and the regional last year on the way to the World Series. So, and then they also have Floyd Knobs also has a, a softball juniors team this year, which I didn't know about until the coach texted me and that, that they're playing in the state tournament and they actually start uh, Sunday, I believe. I think that's right. Uh, up in, in Fort Wayne, so that's another one to watch. But yeah, the uh, the boys 12U, the baseball 12U, 11U, 10U. I think they have their state their excuse me district championships uh, uh, Thursday or Friday. And then also the minor softball. So yeah, New Albany uh, Little League will be busy for the next uh, for the next few days as they uh, decide these district champions. But yeah, we, it, this area will definitely be well represented, and it's awesome that that uh, the Jeff is going to be hosting the state tournament. So that means you know obviously Jeff, the host team is, is going to be in the state tournament as well. So we'll have two local teams in the uh, in the state tournament. Uh, so that that'll be awesome. I believe that starts on the twentieth, and uh, you know that'll be that'll be a great way to kind of kind of close the close the little league season um, you know if not heck uh, one of our local teams may win and move on to the uh move on to the to the uh, central region so hopefully that happens and then who knows what who knows what goes on from there absolutely josh cook sports editor of the news and tribune enjoy a little downtime keep uh, producing great work with the news and tribune we'll read your high school football previews i know coming up very soon and uh, talk with you next week Oh, man, it'll be here before we know it. Thanks so much, and uh, happy birthday to my wife. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Heidi.
Absolutely. Thanks for mentioning that. Josh, uh, we'll talk with you next week. Josh Cook always with us Wednesdays on the program. And that's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday show. Glad to be back with you. Uh, Lots of holiday stuff, and I had some days out and also some Bats Day games. I think we're going to be with you just about every weekday here over the next three weeks or so. So kind of getting back in the groove of things here in the offseason. And don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. And uh, no matter how you're with us, live on the Big X at 11 a.m. or streaming us or podcast on demand, we are so appreciated, appreciative of you being a regular listener of the show and talking IU basketball and local sports and more with us here in this 11 a.m. hour. That's going to wrap things up for Wednesday. Back with you Thursday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs> <laughs>